Happy Thursday. Welcome into NSN Daily. Plenty to get to. And, uh, you know, sports taking uh, definitely a back seat for the last few months. And today, really taking a back seat because today we're really excited to uh, help promote this day of giving. Uh, the Junior League also working with, with the Row downtown and multiple charitable organizations, our stations uh, with Sinclair, Fox 11 News 4, Nevada Sportsnet, and uh, raising funds to help feed our students, help feed our kids in the Washoe County School District. We're going to uh, chat with the Washoe County School District Director of Nutrition Services here in just a moment. But first off, how about them Cowboys? I mean, I'm not a Cowboy fan, so it hurts me to say that. Uh, but Glenn Carano joining us right now uh, from his office. Uh, Glenn, um, the Row is a big partner in this. And what was, what was really the cause? I mean, what was it that pushed the Row to be a part of this, of this fundraising? Well, Brian, first of all, it's great to be on uh on uh, Zoom with you guys with uh, such great uh, TV personalities. I see you all the time and it's great. So keep it going. Uh, you guys are a lot of fun. Uh, hey, it's an easy decision for us. Children are our future. You know, uh, kids need nutrition to fuel the body to excel uh, in school, both mentally and physically. Uh, so we've all been there. And, and uh, if, you, if you can't have any nutrition, that's tough to get through a tough day of school. How have you guys tried to help out the less fortunate during this pandemic? I mean, obviously it's a difficult time for everybody, including the casinos, but I know you guys really have tried to lend a helping hand to those in need during this really difficult period economically. Well, you know, it's just, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the unfortunate, uh, you know, downtown is, is pretty tough. And so we've actually uh, worked with the city to find a, a, a good location, uh, you know, with Pat Cashelle doing God's work and, uh, uh, actually giving them a good location uh, out on East 4th Street and you know they got showers out there they you know they got they they have a campus that uh, is a temporary facility right now but so we're, we're trying to again help them uh, you know for, for the for those people who have some mental illness you know being around uh, liquor stores and casinos probably not a great place for them. When it comes to the downtown properties Glenn what have you I had to do to to take care of, of the people that devote themselves to you. I know how how much you treasure your employees and and take care of your people. Um, uh, everybody's had to make adjustments, and I'm sure the row is, is no different. Well, so uh, you know we uh, we're still uh, trying to open up, open up as many outlets as possible. You know, being a uh, downtown property, we're not 100% full. So, but we have uh, you know we've uh, taken care of our employees best we can, going through these tough tough times and get people back to work. Uh, you know, that's, that's, the, uh, that's the interesting thing is getting people back to work is, you know, uh, when you, you're out on COVID for a long time, you know, sometimes you forget how to work and uh, some, some people don't want to work, uh, come back to work. Uh, we, we've been able to get our team members uh, back and, uh, and uh, we're having a good go at it. It's, uh, I, I've been general manager since June 4th. Now I came back to the area, uh, been out in the Midwest, came back there every, uh, and I was general manager before I left. And, this is the toughest time general management I could ever see here. I mean, it's just uh, day in, day out of stuff, stuff. But, uh, but we're we're weathering. We have weather storm, and by God, we're all in the same community here. We're gonna come out this thing winning. We're gonna win. This day of giving, all about raising money for Washoe County School District Nutrition Services. Uh, almost one in every two kids is either on free or reduced lunch in Washoe County School District, which is a staggering number. Uh, I want to take you back to your days uh, in elementary, middle, and high school. So you were a big star for Wooster High uh, before you went on to UNLV and then a pro career. What do you remember about your time playing for the Wooster Colts? Well, you know, I, uh, probably the biggest memory is uh, losing to Coach Alt. Your, your buddy's got Coach Alt, you know, so I... 
I lost, I lost to him, but uh, I had a, I had a great uh, time playing for the Wooster Colts. Uh, my junior year, we actually had a great, great team, uh, and uh, we uh, tied tied Coach Hall at Reno High School. Uh, uh, you know, uh, all three all three teams, sophomore, JV, and and high school, all tied, if you can imagine. And uh, and that's uh, me playing against Jeff Tankworth, if you remember that name in, in the past. And and then the senior year, we lost to Coach Hall, but. There, you know, just the uh, teammates I had, including my twin brother, Gene. Uh, Gene uh, uh, didn't play his junior year because he was focused on basketball. And then his senior, he decided to come out and help me out in football. And guess what? He led the state in receptions uh, his senior year without even playing his junior year. Uh, Gino had the best hands. Uh, I could, uh, I, and I played naturally a lot of football, a lot of people. Gene had the best hands I know, even all, all the way up to the ranks of pro. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I, I remember just the teammates and the coaches were fantastic. Uh, uh, you know, Wooster at that time had a winning tradition, and we, and we we kept it even though we didn't win championships when I was there. We kept uh, pretty close to it. You know, it was tough to follow my brother Gary. You know, Gary was a, an all uh, all American out of Wooster High School. Glenn Carano joining us here on NSN Daily, talking about the Day of Giving, and honestly, he's just trying to catch up. We haven't seen you in a while, uh, Glenn. But um, when it comes to the NFL, uh, I know it's a big fraternity where you guys keep up. I mean. You bring so many great guests to come every single Super Bowl. Uh, we've had some of them come on our show. Uh, Villapiano, Phil Villapiano, and um, Conrad Dobler. You always have Frank Hawkins come back. Uh, what's the chat among NFL alums when it comes to this NFL season? I mean, we're hearing that the Cowboys maybe want to let fans in. The Raiders do not. They've adamantly said they're not going to let fans in. What's the chat about N uh, around NFL alums about will this season happen and how's it going to happen? Well, you know, I, you know, I, I get uh, three uh, different looks at it. it's going to happen, not going to happen. And, and some people say, uh, let's wait till next year and who cares. But in the end of the day, uh, you have to, you do have to think about safety. You have to think about safety and health first, because uh, it is a serious, serious, serious pandemic we're all fighting. Uh, but, you know, uh, you know, NFLers, uh, they got football in the blood and uh, whether you're retired or, or in the game, you want to get back on the field and 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 play, and and uh, likewise, uh, you know the the older guys, the celebrities. I've been in touch with Joe Montana the last uh, couple of weeks in regards to perhaps uh, getting him to do do something with the Caesars properties. As you know, we're now Caesars, and uh, so uh, you know, with that, uh, you know, I'm going to try to be good for uh, for our former NFL greats and see if we can get them, uh, you know, kind of floating around our 55 properties around the country, and Bring a few to Reno, Nevada. Yeah. So, what did that acquisition of Caesars mean to you guys? I mean, you guys are a global giant now. I mean, obviously, a big, big deal for a, a company based here in Reno. Yeah, a lot of work. It means a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> no, a lot of work. But you know what? Uh, it's it's uh, it's actually uh, we have a database of 62 million people in our database. So it's a matter of us getting efficient about bringing uh, that database to Northern Nevada, to Reno and Lake Tahoe, and uh, so. Caesar had their database and El Dorado, we had our database and we, we put them all together. And, and now it's just a matter of getting, uh, getting those people to come to Reno. Uh, you know, it's tough. They're, they're really not jumping on planes in a, in a full, full fashion right now, but uh, so we'll be fishing some other waters. But in the meantime, uh, we just want to get more people to come to Reno. Uh, we want to beautify Reno, get, the, get everything going in a positive direction here. And, uh, and uh, come out of this COVID, uh, you know, uh, right size up and, uh, you know, going full speed ahead. 
I know you got 55 properties. They got to let you know though, you're doing an NSN interview right now. I mean, <laughs> leave the guy alone. Let, don't blow up yeah. his phone right now. Come on, man. Um, <laughs> Glenn, before we let you go, I got to ask you one last thing. Um, we do ask most of our guests during this quarantine, most of us um, have been stuck at home. You're, you're cooking a lot more at home. What has kept you sane? You're obviously in the office, you're a workaholic, but what has kept you sane during this, this very, very unprecedented time? Well, you know, uh, number one, family's, uh, family's probably the one thing that keeps you grounded. Uh, my wife uh, helps keep me grounded and, and then work, uh, exercise. You know, uh, I, uh, I, I didn't uh, put the COVID-15 on, I only put about five on. So, uh, you know, uh, cooking, I, I actually, for some reason, I didn't cook uh, during COVID. I just, you know, I barbecued a few times, but uh, so I, I just kept on working, exercising. And you know what? Uh, I was out in Chicago in the Midwest uh, right before I got here. When I came out here, then COVID hit. I, I would tell you there's no place uh, like Reno. Reno is a beautiful place. to If you have to sit COVID out, Reno is a great place. Glenn Carano joining us here talking about this day of giving. Uh, some of the details, if you want to help out, you can text JLR to 44321. Uh, you can actually mail checks if you want to. Go through the Postal Service, 190 West Huffaker. Suite 407 in Reno, 89511. Their phone number, 826-0445. All of our, all that information is on the website. Go to mynews4.com. That's kind of our, the flamethrower website with our, with our news operation. But uh, Glenn, I'm glad to have you with us, man. And uh, thanks for what you guys are doing to, to help feed our, our students here in Washington County. And uh, thank you guys for all the great work you do and uh, safe and healthy times to y'all. Thank Will you. Do, buddy. All right. We'll have much more coming up here on NSN Daily right after the break. Welcome back into NSN Daily. Shannon Kelly and Chris Murray here, joined with Lianca Solis, the Director of Nutrition Services for the Washoe County School District. And today is a special day at Nevada Sportsnet News 4 and Fox 11. We're joining forces with the Junior League of Reno to help with some fundraising efforts for the Washoe County School District Nutrition Services as we're calling it Feed the Need. There's a major budget shortfall right now due to COVID when it comes to those free and reduced meals for kids in our school district. And Lianca, many people might not know how kids depend on those free meals. Um, just why is it so important for them to have a good meal before they sit in the classroom every day? Sure, thanks for having me. Um, so, you know, yeah, we serve over 8.4 million meals a year, and the bulk of them are served to students that come from uh, economically disadvantaged households, um, which means in a lot of cases, their breakfasts and lunches that they get in school are some of the um, only meals that they get every day. Um, we also partner with the food bank and serve dinner meals. So in some cases, we're providing um, all the nutrition for these students throughout um, the school day. And it is really important because the student that's sitting in, classroom, in a classroom trying to learn and, um, you know, if their stomach's growling and they haven't met that basic need um, of, you know, kind of making sure that they're getting proper nutrition, it's really difficult for them to comprehend and learn, much less try to get out and do any kind of physical activity. And it sounds like you guys are uh, looking for funds to help raise money for those who would be on the reduced lunch plan. So uh, you guys, as a rare uh, county uh, initiative, do not make those reduced uh, lunch kids actually pay anything for their meals. So one of your fundraisers that you're doing today is to try and help those kids eat for free as well, right? 
Absolutely. So typically, you know, if a student would qualify for free meals, they obviously get free meals. But if they would qualify for reduced, which is just slightly above the poverty level, um, a lot of school districts make those students pay, you know, a, a smaller amount for a meal. It could be 30 to 40 cents. We've decided as a school district that uh, we're not going to have families pay that, even though it's a small amount. And these troubled times, right? Everybody's got hardships. We've got a lot of Nevadans that are um, struggling with unemployment or cut hours. So we wanna make sure that we're still able to subsidize that. And that is one of the major pushes for this fundraiser. Tell us how you guys were just able to help students um, when the COVID pandemic hit and schools did close down, how you're still able to help feed those students while they were at home. Yeah, so, you know, as soon as we got word, um, you know, we got word on a Sunday that right before spring break that we would likely not be coming back at least um, right after spring break and we partnered with the food bank of northern nevada and we started distributing meals the following tuesday so we were down one day just to regroup kind of build up our inventory pack what we needed to pack and through since that day um, in march through school starting, we served almost 600,000 meals throughout Northern Nevada um, in partnership with the food bank. So we we really haven't stopped. I know a lot of people probably have kind of, you know, uh, stopped working. The, the team over at Nutrition Services and the food bank of Northern Nevada have not stopped, not one single day. And even for kids who are choosing the distance learning path, you're also providing them food via school even if they're learning at home. Um, food insecurity, obviously a huge issue in any community, but what percentage of Washoe County School District kids uh, need free or reduced lunch to be able to have a meal every day? That's a great question. You know, prior to COVID, we were at about 44% of our total student body that qualified for free or reduced price meals. As we saw COVID um, start hitting in the early months of the spring, that number went up to 48%. And we are getting new free and reduced meal applications daily. I anticipate that number going well into the 50% range, um, just as families, you know, struggle with unemployment and again, those cut in hours. And we are always recommending families, even if you've never applied before for meal benefits, to go on our um, website and fill out an online free and reduced meal application. We're here to provide the service. and. Um, you know, again, even if it's not something you've ever had to utilize in the past, you can certainly fill out an application and see if you qualify. Switching to the sports side of this a little bit, um, how important is it just to remind kids and parents, you know, that it is so important for their children to have a meal before PE or before they go out, you know, to football practice or sports practice, although there aren't sports happening right now, but for when that does come back, that it is still so important for them to have that meal. Absolutely. I mean, proper nutrition, right, fueling your body is absolutely important, especially for any kind of peak performance. And whether you, um, you know, are just trying to stay conditioned on your own or you're participating in, you know, PE, kind of a modified PE class in a brick and mortar school or even a modified PE class in a virtual environment, making sure that you're properly fueled is going to, um, you know, not only help on the academic side, but it's going to help ensure that um, our students are able to kind of master those peak performance um, in whatever sports they're doing. That's a pretty staggering number to me. One in every two kids, basically every other kid needs help just getting meals during the day. I guess if you're just somebody out in the community watching this, uh, how can they help? How can they reach out to you and try and make sure that you guys 
have enough money to be able to help feed these kids and make sure that they can learn because their stomach is full. Yeah, well, um, I know that the um, wonderful Junior League of Reno that's partnering with us, they are going to have a donation link and you can just text donate um, to the numbers provided. And, uh, you know, any little bit helps really and truly. It doesn't have to be a whole lot. Um, you know, just $10, $20 will make a huge difference in just kind of continuing to allow us to subsidize meals uh, for these students in need. Well, Lianca, thanks for coming on the show here to tell us more about this today. You can find that number and the rest of the information of how you can help donate to Feed the Need over on NevadaSportsNet.com and our sister station, MyNewsFork.com. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon. Thank you. Thanks one for having more, me. One more on NSN Daily right after this. The following segment is sponsored by Nevada Department of Wildlife. Welcome back into NSN Daily. Alex Margulies joining us the rest of the way. Uh, Alex has had a chance along with Shannon Kelly and some of our, our uh, media friends to go out on the Reno Media Golf Tour. And uh, you know what, Alex, you very succinctly call it uh, Disneyland for adults. It's, it's, better, <laughs> it's the happiest place on earth, and that's yep. Edgewood Golf Course. And you got to play with two gentlemen that if you're going to do it, you better have a pretty thick skin. Yeah, yeah, no, this was awesome. Uh, I love getting out to Edgewood, and, and we're fortunate to, to usually play it once a year, at least, um, you know, with the ACC and different stuff. But uh, it was part of the, the Reno Tahoe media tour, uh, as it always is, and it was great to be able to invite Steve Alford and Craig Neal. Uh, we've heard a lot about how much those two enjoy playing golf, and, and they love getting out together and uh, being on the golf course. I, I was really excited to see them kind of interact and, and to see how they would be on the course. And we had an absolute blast out there. So let's check out our latest segment here on the Reno Tahoe Golf Tour presented by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. Nice. He's boring, isn't he? Just like Iron Byron. He's so boring, he hits the same shot every time. Good one, Alex. Good ball, Alex. All right, Coach, I call this place the happiest place on earth. It's not Disneyland for me, it's Edgewood. How much do you enjoy coming out, being in these tall pines and being out here? Well, it's your workplace. I know. <laughs> Trying to figure out how to become a media personality because <laughs> this gig you got is priceless. But, uh, yeah, I always love coming over to Tahoe, and Edgewood is spectacular, and Nevada side, which makes it even better. Um, but it's just a beautiful golf course. And like you said, when you get in the middle of the Sierras, it uh, – kind of stress just kind of leaves you. So it's it's great being out here. Craig, you get to look at the blue water. You get to play golf with your best friend. I mean, how good is this? It's about as good as it gets. So just wish I could play better golf, but it's a tough place, but it's a, it's a beautiful place and they do a great job. Here. All right, how about this? Whoever loses on this hole has to jump in the lake. No, no, no. Come on, what if I beat you guys? No. I don't want you to jump in the lake. I'm fine jumping the lake. I want to see one of you jump in the lake. That's cold. Oh, it's come on! It's July. <laughs> it's still it's the Mediterranean right now, man. No. It's like the Caribbean. The Mediterranean it's like, is like the Gulf of, It's like the Gulf of Mexico right now. <laughs> Cut. Cut. He might have, have another one. Might have, yeah, hold, hold, hold it. Hold it. Uh, okay, we no, might give him a second one. We got to play this fast. <laughs> yeah, you got to let me have a second one. We, we also didn't explain on, the, the, the rule, the golf rules, that if you well, don't hit yeah, it past the ladies' tee. I do know that rule, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I don't want to do this show anymore. <laughs> oh, noodles kills it. That's a good one. So we're still playing the same game. Same the same game, game but he gets a handicap. Same game, but you get a mulligan. Oh! I don't know. What do you think? Did that one look good? Yeah, that was a good one. Got You're in a bunker. Mine's downhill, gonna go toward the water right. You're gonna, you probably need to hit it. So I won't be on the right of the pin or left. You got a backstop right here. If you can hit it right here, you're straight back up the hill. But you wanna get it short of here. Easy, easy, easy. Oh, big bounce, good bounce, perfect. You're good. Not an easy shot. Not an easy one. Oh. Downhill, brother. Give you the rest, Alex. Thank you, thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Prepare for that plunge. Plunge. <laughs> I got dropped your putter. <laughs> God, oh. unbelievable three right there. God. <sighs> Good one. Good one. Thank you. Dave Clark. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Very nice. I had a blast. That was a good one. 17 was a great hole. Oh, that's so good. Oh, yeah. Go in. Good shot. Chirp, chirp. Did it get on? Oh, yeah. Cheeseburger. It's bigger than a birdie. That's an eagle. He goes, woo. It's all downhill, huh? Yep, all downhill. It's coming. Stay right there. Stay right there. Don't move right. Stay right there. Ooh. Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. Good birdie. Thank you. Rest of that's good. Don't putt it. Don't miss it. <laughs> Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. Birdie at Edgewood, the end. You make it, I'll go in. You will? Yeah. yeah. All right. I will too. Yeah. Okay, but so if you two putt, huh? if you three putt, you three still putt. lost 17. Yeah. Okay. If you two putt, you if don't you lose 17. If you two putt, you don't go in the water. If you make the putt, we go in the water. And if you three, if you three putt, putt, you're, you're in. in the water. You're on. <laughs> Good thing I wore my Speedo underneath my golf shorts. <laughs> There. Oh, I hope he doesn't Kong this thing. I'm rooting for you. I want this to go in. Oh no. That's got to sit. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Not a bad putt. Oh no. Oh, no. Not a bad putt. But you're even gonna get a Noodle's read. Noodles gonna me. give you a read. Moves just a little left, Alex. 
Oh god, that was a good putt. He just pulled it. Well, <laughs> good round, man. That was fun. Well done, guys. That was awesome. a good time. Awesome. Thanks for inviting Brian. us. Thanks good for round. inviting us. A bet's a bet, and how about this? Steve Offred is going to join me for a little Tahoe plunge. We'll I'm see a you guys. team player. Go Pack. Let's go. Go Pack. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's gotta be freezing. Man, I feel good, noodles. Yeah, whatever. Woo. You haven't finished a round at Edgewood until you jump in the lake. Heck no. Not cold. I told you, man. Actually, it's the it's Gulf not, of Mexico. That's not cold right there. Gulf of Mexico, man. Yeah, that's not cold right there. I'm proud of you. I feel like I'm in the Sea of Cortez. Oh my gosh, now you're like Georgia lost, Tech can't handle now that. You're like you lost your mind if you think you're in the Sea of Cortez. <laughs> and then you try to say me you're in the French Riviera. And I was there. I yeah. was there last year. Yeah, it was like 85. Mediterranean's pretty cold. It's warm right now. That was nice. It's warm. Good for you. When was the last time you took a dip? Uh, a long time ago. It's July, man. That's it warms I up. know. I respect you guys. Great piece you guys put together there. So obviously Coach Alford was very adamant against not going in the water, didn't bet you on 17th, and then didn't lose that bet on 18th. So what was the final straw that put him over the top on uh, plunging into Lake Tahoe with you? You know, I guess he probably just figured, you know, he's in Tahoe and the weather is great. The water, I think he felt it and, and decided it wasn't that cold uh, and, and just wanted to have some fun. I mean, I think it's one of the cool traditions that when you're right there on the lake at 18, I, it's just such a fun way to finish your rounds uh, is to jump in Lake Tahoe. It's such a unique thing to do. Uh, the water was nice and warm that day. As, as I was joking around, it felt like uh, the, the Gulf of Mexico or the Sea of Cortez or what I was bantering with. Uh, with, with Coach Neal, he was there is no way he was getting in the lake. Like like Craig Neal was not going in the water. Period. Uh, he thought we were crazy for doing it, uh, but that was really cool that Coach Alford was like, you know what, screw it, I'm going to jump in with you, and uh, you could tell he enjoyed it. That's one of the best traditions we have covering the American Century Celebrity Tournament every year. As Alex, you and I usually get up there on on a Tuesday, and we're covering it through late Sunday. It's long days. You're in the sun. You're hot. I mean, that water feels so good. It literally changes your attitude jumping in Lake <laughs> Tahoe. Um, and now uh, we get to, we're going to have some pieces with Shannon Kelly playing uh, Toyabi and also uh, uh, Sierra Nevada playing the, playing, the, uh, playing the ranch. Yep, next couple segments uh, airing tomorrow and then on Monday as well. Uh, or excuse me, on Monday, yeah. Well, Genoa Lakes. Genoa uh, Lakes. Catch up, Genoa Lakes. Catch up with uh, Chris Detch down there at Genoa, and uh, she played with Nikki Bondura. Uh, who is from Sacramento, but has become a, a, a TV golf personality and is a great golf instructor. And, and Shannon had a lot of fun with her. And then we'll head down to Toyabi. Uh, and uh, you can catch those segments as well on uh, News 4. But here on NSN, we'll have that for you tomorrow. And then the final segment on Toyabi will air Monday. And then we'll actually have this together as a full half hour uh, special that we'll be able to, to showcase for you on all three of our stations. And the first airings for that will be a week from Sunday. And we'll make sure to get those details too if you want to watch our entire show. They'll be a little bit different. Uh, we've got a lot of other footage. I mean, even that that piece on, on Edgewood with Coach Alford and Coach Neal, uh, I think it was like seven and a half minutes. And that probably could have been its own half hour show. I mean, we had so much fun out there. 
with those two guys. And uh, Brian Culpa did a great job editing that together. So he still has a lot of uh, footage that's on the uh, cutting room floor that, that maybe will continue to kind of slide out there over the coming weeks. How competitive were those guys out there? I mean, were they actually like battling hard against each other to try and have the better score? It looked like Coach Alford birdied that last hole. You know, it's funny because I feel like uh, I was expecting them to maybe be more competitive with each other. I think because I was there and, you know, they knew that competing with me wasn't going to be much of anything, that they didn't really kind of push that angle. They were just out there having a good time. Uh, They were really fun to you guys to play with. I wasn't sure uh, what their mentality was, was going to be. I'm like, are these guys going to be kind of ripping me the whole way and, and trying to get in my head and, and just, you know, kind of, you know, ribbing me the entire time. But I, they were just a fun uh, group. We really had a great, enjoyable day on the golf course, you know, and, and I think Edgewood just kind of brings something out of people and every, you know, every couple of holes, both of them, you know, would t- kind of just look up at the trees and just go, man, like this place is just amazing. And Coach Alford would just go, this place is just so special. We're so lucky to be here. I just love coming here. Um, so they, they have played there a couple times now and kind of like the rest of us, every time they get a chance to play Edgewood, they kind of savor every minute of it, of it because it is just such a special place to play golf. And um, they, they're, they're a fun duo for sure to be out on the golf course. You can tell. Uh, they enjoy playing with each other and um, they were certainly great to, to play with me and giving me some tips and being really encouraging and, and just having a good, good time out there. It's, that's a little surprising to me. I mean, Craig Neal and Steve Alford have known each other for so long. They're competitive guys. They're division one basketball coaches. They're, they're used to coaching at the elite level and the smack talk factor doesn't sound like it was even, even around. I expected these guys <laughs> to be kind of bantering back and forth and, Barb and you and that sort of thing, but it doesn't sound like that was uh, that was really an issue. No, it was more encouraging, man. It was like, all right, yeah, great drive, or you know, oh, that was an awesome shot. What a what a great shot there, Alex. Or you know, well done. You know, they they were just having a good time being encouraging. I'm sure when it's just the two of them, I'm sure there's times when they they'll maybe they'll get into some competitiveness a little bit. But again, I think it was more of just like let's all have a good day on the golf course. Let's encourage each other let's have fun, you know, let's congratulate each other and just enjoy being in this environment for what it is and enjoy each other's company. And, and uh, we certainly did. Well, you are the guy who invited them. So, I mean, come on. I guess it like could the be although, invited you. Although as we kind of went through the end of the day, the ribbing did start a little bit more. I think they let me kind of feel my way through. Then we mic'd them up and there was a little bit more like, you know, talking about how I've got the travel show and, and man, how do I get your job? Like I just play golf and drive around in RVs, like, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, you know, trying to put pressure on me in certain, uh, tee shots. And then obviously in 17, uh, we, we kind of did that challenge and, uh, you know, I duffed my first shot. They were gracious enough to give me a second. My second shot missed the green by like an inch, uh, landed in, we actually saw the shot uh, there, but landed in the front bunker. Then I went to the other bunker either way but then it was kind of like all right so the initial bet is on 17 they were talking about all right uh if you get this in seven then uh we'll make you not jump in the lake and I was like come on man like seven like that's so insulting like I can I can do better than a seven like I'm not that bad uh and I actually I had a chance to birdie the hole that's guys that the progression like I nailed my tee shot my second shot was great third shot I got it on the green and I, that's when I said to coach offer I said if I birdie this hole you're going in the water and he was like done I'm in that's what, I think that's what kind of changed his tune was he was like, yeah, if you birdie this thing, both of us, both me and Neil are jumping in the water. Uh, of course, I did not uh, even par the hole. I three putted, of course. But, um, you know, 
it's how it goes. It's how it goes in the golf course. But uh, I was glad to show up a little bit there on the last hole. And again, it was just a blast to be out there. Those guys are so much fun. NevadaSportsNet.com if you want to check out uh, our our tour of golf courses here in uh, northern Nevada in our area. Shannon Kelly, of course, on Friday and on Monday, Toyabi. And, uh, and of course, uh, getting a chance to, uh, to, to play with Nikki B and get some tips, uh, some tips there. And uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun uh, of getting a chance to get around some of the fine tracks here in northern Nevada. Coming up next here on NSN Daily, Chris Murray is down to number three when it comes to his most important 2021 Nevada football players, the big wide receiver, maybe part of the best duo on the West Coast. We'll talk about that next. NSN Daily rolling on here on your Thursday. Chris Murray has been diligently ranking his top 25 most important Nevada football players for the 2021 season, whether or not that happens in February or later in the year. We're still not sure, but uh, we're optimistic that it will happen. Um, Chris, we're down to the number three spots and uh, Cookie Monster. Yeah, Elijah Cooks. I mean, had a tremendous uh, junior season last year with 76 catches for 926 yards and eight touchdowns. Uh, didn't quite make the All-Mountain West team, but it was a stacked roster. I think he should have been the team MVP, if not him, Don Peterson. But he was the team's offensive player of the year. The last two games, he was ridiculous. 26 catches for 348 yards. He played tremendously against UNLV and in that full game against Ohio. Those are actually his first two 100-yard games. Uh, I think he's in for a really big season this year if it does I think one of the big keys will be, can they get Romeo Dubs and Elijah Cook going at the same time? These are both spectacular wide receivers with great speed and great size, but in no games that they've played together over the last few years have both had more than 75 yards uh, receiving in that game together. I think it's either one is on and the other is kind of off or uh, vice versa. So I think uh, getting both of those guys playing at their highest level together in the same game is the challenge for Matt Mummy and his offensive staff. But it's, it's a good challenge to have because Nevada has a pair of really, really good wide receivers heading into this season. Yeah, Alex, this is a nice problem for Carson, uh, Carson Strong to have. If his offensive line can, can improve from last year, keep him upright, give him some time. I mean, this might be uh, one of the top two or three wide receiver duos on the West Coast, and I'll include the Pac-12. Yeah, and, and there's depth even beyond that. I mean, this is just a really talented wide receiving core, and, and you've seen the progression of this group since Jay Norvell and Matt Mummy got here and the type of players they've been able to attract and, and be able to put together this just incredible core uh, of receivers. And it's just such a shame that we weren't able to see this group in the fall play, and hopefully we do get to see this unit play in the spring, and then that does come to fruition because th there was just so much potential and the explosiveness and uh, – yeah, I was excited to see Cookie Monster, see where he's going to take his game to the next level. And, and we've seen, you know, this kid grow up, you know, one of those players that you, you see come in as a true freshman and just get bigger and stronger and smarter and, and become more of a leader. And, and uh, you know, the physicality of, of what he brings to the table is, is huge to the team. And, and, you know, I'm really hopeful that we will get to see them in the spring, but we'll just have to wait and see. Chris, before we go to break, I'll post the question to both of you. Uh, real quick, is Elijah Cooks the best NFL prospect on this roster right now? I think so, personally. I think it's between him and Don Peterson, certainly in that senior class he is. I mean, you could throw Romeo in there as well, but if you just look at the seniors, uh, you know, he's six foot four, 215 pounds. That's huge for a, a tight end or a, a wide receiver, actually kind of came here as a tight end, um, but also very physical at the point of contact uh, on the line of scrimmage and also high pointing the ball. Like he high points the ball really, really well. So even if you're a six foot one defensive back, you have trouble getting up to um, I think he's a guy who can certainly be drafted. And, well, unfortunately, this year he's not really going to have kind of that 
full campaign. The NCAA did allow an extra year of eligibility for these players, so there's a chance he does get two more seasons at Nevada. But I think he certainly has the skills to play in pros. Yeah. I think at this point it'd be hard to argue against him, and, and just the fact that you look at his his size. Uh, yeah. He he's the size that you want at that position, and and even you know you mentioned Dom Peterson. He's not necessarily physically in terms of his height and his size, somebody that's going to be a prototypical player at the next level. Now he's got the motor, he's got the strength and, and he's, he's been kind of written off a little bit in his life, even coming out of high school and felt like he could have gone bigger, but you know, was happy to come to Nevada and we've seen his, his career take off here. But Elijah Cooks, you look at the size, you look at the production and certainly I, I think you have, you have to think that he's going to get a chance in the NFL. And Elijah Cooks also played in the Sweet 16. Well, went to the Sweet 16. So, uh, yeah, he's had quite the career at Nevada, and uh, there's a lot more coming for, uh, for Cookie Monster. Number three ranked player uh, when it comes to Chris Murray's top 25 most important players on Nevada's 2021 roster. Two more to go, and I suspect we'll have a defensive lineman and a quarterback coming down the pipe. Who is going to be first? Who will be second? Uh, you have to wait and see what's coming up next. Coming up next on this show, bet or no bet, and it involves – a hurricane, and would our guys go out in it? I want to ask that question next. It is Thursday. That means bets or no bets. Uh, brought to you by Joey Gilbert Law. Sometimes it's, uh, do you think this team's going to win the Super Bowl? Do you think this boxer should come out of retirement? Or would you eat an oatmeal raisin cookie? Uh, it's something as simple as that. It can be like that. This time around, uh, this hurricane, Laura, has absolutely punished Louisiana and Texas. And whenever you have severe weather events like this, we're all glued to national broadcast. We're all glued to the weather channel. And it's usually, it happens in Reno. Usually it's the brand new reporter has to go out and be up on Mount Rose or be in Truckee where they're chaining up and be right in the middle of that snowstorm. And you've all seen it. Um, this time around, this is a hurricane. This is a category four pushing cat five hurricane. Um, one reporter we saw a video of was dodging glass. She had to jump out of the way some glass was falling out of a building. Uh, Chris, I'll start with you. Would you go out there and report in the middle of a hurricane, 150 mile an hour winds? Um, I mean, I guess if it's my job, I wouldn't want to do that. But if, uh, if it's the chosen profession I took and my boss says, get out there, then I'm going out there. Uh, I think that can be reported without the reporter having to go out there. Like, I understand why they do it, because visuals are key. Um, but I've, I've been fortunate. I've lived on the West Coast my whole life. So I know about earthquakes, but I don't know anything about hurricanes. I don't know anything about tornadoes. So I wouldn't be really happy about going out there just because I'd be so new and naive to it. But uh, I'll say bet I would go out there if it's my job. I mean, come on. Alex Margulies' college mascot is a hurricane. He went to school in South Florida, went to school at the University of Miami. Al, you'd do this. I know you would. Yeah, I would. I would, I would certainly cover a hurricane. Uh, I would, you know, the one thing I've never seen is being in the eye of a hurricane. And I've heard that's just such a surreal experience because around the eye is the most intense part of that storm. It's where you get those insane you're talking about a category 450 mile an hour winds and then you get into the eye and it's you see blue sky or at night yeah. you see the stars and so i've heard that's just an experience of a lifetime in a sense and you don't i don't think you really wish for it but it's one of those things if you do get to see it it's really cool uh i've been through several hurricanes my freshman year of college uh my entire last semester of school was was canceled we had our our, our finals canceled because of hurricane katrina actually came through South Florida first cut across Florida before strengthening in the Gulf of Mexico and hitting New Orleans. Um, we went, dealt with several hurricanes when I was in school there, dealt with a big hurricane, Hurricane Charlie, 
when I lived in Naples, Florida, we were actually supposed to be the bullseye of that storm. And then it shifted literally in the, on the one yard line, it made like this tiny little turn and hit 20 miles to the North and just completely destroyed the a nearby city of Port Charlotte. So we were really lucky that year. They're, they're scary. Uh, it's, it's a lot to go through and it's, it's tough because you have to deal with so much every year because every time there's a warning one, you have to prepare for it. You got to board up your windows. You got to get the hurricane shutters up. You got to get all the supplies. And so it is a pretty stressful time of year for sure to, to deal with that. And I do think, you know, reporting on that stuff is, is it helps a lot of people uh, maybe understand the, the issues that are going on with it. And yeah, I think there is a part of me that would love the challenge and, and would think it would be fun, uh, even though dangerous to be able to be in a storm like that and really kind of feel its wrath. Yeah, I think what we do for a living, it's a third bet for me, is we have that journalistic curiosity. You want to be there. You want to be on the field. I want to be right in the middle of it and see what's happening. I want to be able to document it and show people what's going on. Uh, so, yeah, it would definitely be a bet for me. Coming up next year on NSN Daily, the Day of Giving continues. We'll give you that information on how you can help students in our area uh, as we're trying to fight hunger. That's next. Welcome back to NSN Daily. Before we wrap things up, the Day of Giving continues as we're partnering with a number of local businesses and organizations to uh, help out uh, students who, uh, you know, no child should go hungry at school. You know, how are you supposed to learn when you're hungry? And, you know, uh, if you want to donate, you can text JLR to 44321 if you want to donate uh, there. Uh, you can mail checks if you want to go through the Postal Service, 190 West Huffacre, Suite 407, that's Reno, Nevada, 89511. The phone number 775-826-0445 if you want to, uh, if you want to make a phone call and, and donate that way as well. Uh, it was a fun day. I want to thank Glenn Carano for being with us here on, on the show. And of course, also Bianca Solis with Washington County School District. For Chris, Alex, I'm Brian. We'll see you next time.